and welcome to the Onside Kick Family Hour. I'm your host, Ryan Van Biver. With me, as always, Stephen White. How are you today, Stephen? Doing fantastic. How about you? Oh, I can't complain. I, I, I have to confess, I got a little bit of a toothache because I made a terrible, terrible mistake this week. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I'd get well, my own dental tools. Mm, I, yeah, yeah. Did, you stay, did you stay at a Holiday Inn Express or something? <laughs> I probably should have. <laughs> but yeah. Got, how many stories have started off with, <clears throat> I've got my own dental tools and, and the, it ended happily ever after. I'm going to go with the small percentage. <laughs> To start off with, I got my own dental tools. At least if you're not with, a dentist. Oh, it, nobody being in pain at the end of it. So. Yeah, I, I think I'll stick to uh, the licensed professionals that, to handle the dental work going forward. Yeah, you know, plumbing, dental work. <laughs> Breaks. Uh, you need surgery. You, you get a professional to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was a huge mistake, but uh, we'll, you know, here we are. We're we're still here talking about it, the whole. It's hard to keep this mouth shut, so we're we'll move on, I guess. Um, speaking of moving on, that game last night, not too bad, huh? I guess if at least if you're a Chiefs fan, right? <laughs> it's all a matter of per- perspective, I suppose. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was a pretty good game. Went all the way down to the end, basically. Uh, you just, you know, it's one of those situations where we're so used to the Raiders coming back in the fourth quarter this year that you kind of just kept waiting and waiting and waiting for it to happen, but it, then it never did happen. So yeah, um, you know, the, the, the Chiefs are red hot. It, it, it's so crazy though. In, in winning the game, they end up losing. Um, Derek Johnson to a torn, a, a ruptured Achilles, which yeah. is just terrible. And you just wonder, you know, they they were just on fire heading into this game, and then they win this game, but now they're going to lose one of their, you know, just stalwarts on defense. Very smart guy can play the run in the past, mm-hmm. and uh, you wonder with a team that can't score a lot of points. It seems like lately, yeah. Uh, how they're going to hold up with one key element of their defense going now. Yeah, and it seems like, I mean, the Raiders just weren't getting a lot done last night, but it seems like they got, I mean, they had a, they had it together a little bit better after Johnson left. Right, it seemed like they were able to exploit a few more things, but, but they couldn't really punch it in for whatever reason. No. So <laughs> I didn't but, realize yeah. it till today I saw that one pass uh it was like a third and seven it was late in the third quarter and it was a you know car threw it up you know one of those big passes with a lot of air underneath it and threw it up to cooper and i didn't realize it till today but uh i was looking at it again and because somebody had cut it up and put it on reddit or something and uh <laughs> it was uh it hit the 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 sky cam cable I don't know if that would have made the difference or not. It looked like it curved or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because he was open, and it looked like he probably would have scored. And then it just kind of like at the end tailed off somehow. I I didn't know that it hit the cable, though, but that would would make a lot of sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I didn't either. And then I looked at it again and somebody had posted it on Reddit, which, I mean, not always the best source of information, <laughs> <laughs> at least for home dental care. But it is, uh, it does, it's okay yeah. for football sometimes. So Every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was interesting. I guess, you know, another guy who st- really stood out to me last night was Justin Houston, yet again, former Haas of the Week, Justin Houston. Yeah, man, that, that guy is – he's just so good with his technique, whether it be against the run or the pass rusher. <clears throat> he He's just so good with that. So, um, you know, he's going to continue to to get better and better because the thing about it is I still kind of feel like he's not 100% physically with that knee. Mm-hmm. Like he's not quite as explosive as I'm used to him seeing. Mm-hmm. So as he gets back into – football and kind of knocks all their rust off he's going to actually play even better and better and better heading into the playoffs so um that's one guy that the teams are going to have to account for for the rest of the season yeah i mean he really i was telling somebody the other day it's like you know last week against the falcons it was kind of eric berry really took over obviously pick six and a pick two but then this you know the week before that against denver it was justin houston really really kind of made the difference in that one and then and then this week it was back to Houston again, and just like what those those defensive playmen, Sean Smith or not Sean Smith, uh, Marcus Peters had a pretty damn good game too. That's a good defense. Well, it's an excellent defense, and and, and you know, we always talk about they're a team that that is built to go deep in the playoffs because they got a real strong running game. They have a, a quarterback who does a good job of taking care of the football and who can also take off a run for a first down if things break down. They have an <clears throat> outstanding defense, and they have um, a playmaker on special teams that's, that's just ridiculous. You know, this this kid, uh, Tyreek Ty- Ty- Hill, I guess, yeah. is just amazing. You know, he obviously has some serious off-the-field issues. I think he... He um, assaulted his pregnant uh, ex-girlfriend at one point. Yeah, and want to kind of uh, you know gloss over that when you talk about the things he's done on the field. But at the moment, I mean, he's he's eligible to play. He's on the team, and he's dangerous. If you kick yeah. it to him anywhere on the field, he can take it to the house. Yeah. So when you have that kind of combination, that's that's a team that's hard to beat in the playoffs. Yeah. And what was the what did they say last night? He was the first player since Gale Sears with a punt return TD, a rushing TD, and a receiving TD in the same season. I think that was it. It's something like that. They put their stats up beside each other, and it was yeah. pretty. Yeah, that was a. Uh, it was it was interesting. Well, so I guess my other question is is like I don't. I mean, I saw some people today that were like, oh, this is Derek Carr's terrible, Derek Carr's terrible, you know, getting on the hot take bandwagon with it. But I didn't see, I mean, it just looked like more of a bad game for the Raiders than like, oh, this is the start of a downward trend or something like that. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, uh, it seemed like the Derek Carr was a little off, uh, especially on some of those deeper throws where, it looked like he had guys open for touchdowns and he just either overthrew them or just a little bit off. I guess one, one as you said, hit the cable or whatever, the television cable. But they needed those big plays uh, yeah. on that particular night. You know, you couldn't afford to um, not 
come home with those shots against a defense like that because they're not going to give them to you very often. So yeah. um, it's just one of those things. Um, like I said, we're used to them coming back now. Um, but at the same time, we can't uh, we can't overlook the fact that they continue to get behind in the first place. Yeah. Because, you know, sooner or later you're going to run up on that team if you can't come back uh, on like you did last night. And then you're going to be in trouble. So, um, yeah, that's one thing I think it's not a panic button type issue, but it, it would concern me. I, I would have legitimate concern about it if I were a Raiders fan. Yeah. And it certainly didn't it didn't look like it helped them much not to have Colicio Samelli in there either. Well, yeah, it, it, I, I didn't notice where whoever his backup was really screwed up or anything, but it's just that. Um, Osemele is just such a dominating blocker in the first place. Yeah. And, you know, maybe maybe that had something to do with Carr's night as well. Maybe even if, uh, you know, his backup wasn't performing poorly, maybe in the back of Derek Carr's mind, he just felt like he was going to get pressured more mm-hmm. with Osemele not in there and, and kind of, you know, got him off rhythm. But, um, you know, you always hate to lose a guy right at the last minute. I don't know if they didn't know until the last minute, but it seems like from what I'm seeing is that it was a last minute illness and, and, and yeah. I don't know if he ended up having to go to the hospital or not, but um, you know, those kind of things happen, but it's hard to prepare for. Them. Mm-hmm. You know, last minute, Thursday night, you already, you know, short week because it's a Thursday night game. Um, it it kind of tends to throw you off one way or another. Yeah, and it, they went out of the shotgun most of the night too. It seems like I don't. Do they always do that? Have you noticed with the Raiders? I don't. They do a little bit of both because uh, <laughs> they like uh, getting their big running back, um, Latavius Murray, going you know out out of uh, uh, with with the quarterback in the center. So uh, they do a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't really notice per se that they did shotgun more or whatever last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have to go back and look at that. Well, it was a rare, entertaining Thursday night football game at the very least. So it's a. Well, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a win. Right. It, I, I, I think, other than Raiders fans, I don't think anybody's complaining today. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. It's, uh, it's going to, I tell you what, it's, it's, it's some of the games this week, too. You kind of, woof. But then some of them, on the other hand, are looking pretty good. I, I, I was just looking back at our picks. I picked Oakland, so I continue to bring up uh, third to last place in the picks race here. So look, as long as I last, you, you got <laughs> as long as not dead last. <laughs> That's right. As long as I'm not getting the first overall pick here, I'll, I'll be in good yeah. shape. <laughs> Speaking of, you might might get a contract extension. You know, all you got to do is stay out of the bottom. You know, just keep it seven and nine, man. Keep it between the double nickels. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can go on. I tell. (laughs) It's been an interesting week on the old Jeff Fisher front. I saw. (coughs) Excuse me. 
throwing the GM under the bus a little bit this week. That's always a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Well, I don't like to make excuses. <laughs> Damn, he's pretty good at it, though. I mean, really, you know, for you not to like to make excuses, it seems like uh, you're pretty practiced at it. I'll put it that way. <laughs> it's amazing. And then to preface every time, too, with that. Now, we coaches can't make excuses, but. I didn't have three starters this week or, but you know, the personnel, I mean, and I really feel like having watched the Rams over the years, I really feel like they were always one Trey Mason and Stedman Bailey away from a Super Bowl championship. (laughs) (laughs) I think, (laughs) I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Well, we'll see what happens this week. Uh, They're playing the Falcons at home and the home crowds have been kind of restless in LA, Los Angeles isn't going to put up, isn't going to have the attention span for a losing team. You just, you just ask a Clippers fan if, if you have any question about that. Yeah, they'll find something <laughs> to do on Sunday, I'm sure. Yeah, it, it, it's a tough. It, it'd be tough. It'd be tough not to find something better to do than watch. Um, <laughs> and watch the Jeff Fisher coach Rams. But maybe, maybe it's over. I don't know. I feel like if it is, I feel like I, I've at least played a small part in that. And I feel like that's, if they fire, I, I told somebody the other day, it's like, that's my moon landing. That's it. That's it for me. That's as close to the sun as I'm ever going to get. And I'll take it. <laughs> Every one day. Hopefully one day. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think that's more than enough time on a Rams game. But I do think – what do you think the RG3 coming back? Is that the? Is this the week? Is, is that RG3 going to be enough to Cleveland over Cincinnati? Um, well, I picked Cincinnati, so I'm going to hope not. Um, I, I figure he comes back this week. He's a little rusty. Um, the Bengals, who have just been terrible this year, um, will actually look pretty decent for whatever reason. I, I, I don't see this being the week that they break the streak. But, you know, I think that he'll do some encouraging things. I think that by him being hurt this whole time, he's still been able to kind of learn um, Hugh Jackson's system and, and what Hugh Jackson likes to do in different situations. And so, you know, he's got a chance. But I think the, the offensive line is just in shattered. It, yeah. it, it, it's in just terrible right now. It was already bad, but then they had a bunch of injuries. So, uh, yeah, it's not looking good for the comeback from the RG3. <laughs> Uh, it's it seems more and more. I know we've said it before that it's pretty tough to go zero and sixteen, but I think the Browns might do it this year. Yeah, look, and, and I, I'm not going to say that exactly because I do think that if he can knock the rust off, RG three, you know, he, he can throw a few deep balls and they'll look into a win, mm-hmm. maybe. I just I, – the only thing I don't know, I don't know if that offensive line will be able to keep him healthy. I think he might get hurt again. Yeah. That's just how bad they are. You know? Yeah. So uh, you got to worry about that. That's a legit concern. But I still think if he can stay healthy these last few weeks, they'll some kind of way pull one out. Yeah. 
Well, and but they've got probably running out of weeks at this point. Though. Yeah, four games left, and they've got Bengals this week, and then Buffalo and San Diego in the two weeks after that. Two teams that sort of like have a that can really kind of like have a propensity to really kind of mysteriously head scratchingly fuck it up every now and then. Right, exactly. You know, you, you could definitely see the Bills for <laughs> San Diego being the one team that's like. <laughs> Finally, just totally falls over themselves <laughs> at the end of the game and allows them. It just—I mean, you can just see it, and you—you can just imagine it. I'm seeing it right now. Oh it's, yeah, you know, stupid. Easily, Rick Ryan doing something stupid, and you know, going for it for no reason at the end of the game or something like that. So and gets a turn, and then turn that turns the ball over in some dumbass way or something. Right. Like that. right. <laughs> so yeah, it, you know. I, I think it's contingent on RG3 staying healthy, but if he can, you know, like I said, I think he'll he'll push the ball down the field a little bit. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason. I mean, I know they got a shit ton of draft picks, and including, what, probably the first overall pick if things stay at their current pace. So they'd have their pick of the litter in the draft this year. I wonder if they – Feel like there's a quarterback or what they'll do, but that'll be a that'll be a thing to watch, I guess, this spring. I think they pretty much have to take a quarterback. You know, they yeah. they, they you go even at this point, even if they do, you know, win a random game. Now, I just think that after how this season has gone, to get those fans back and to get them back on on Hugh Jackson's <clears throat> bandwagon, yeah, you got a quarterback, and then that gives them a little bit more time too. You know. So, yeah, quarterback and as many offensive linemen as they can possibly hold. Right. Yeah, I mean, just <laughs> you know, try to hoard those draft picks like they did this year and just get like draft like 10 offensive linemen, seriously. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 they drafted like five wide receivers or something like that this spring. So, yeah, and weirdly you know, enough, I, it's like that's the one position they're kind of okay at. Yeah, look, you throw enough bodies at it, sooner or later you'll find enough people. <laughs> so, that's what you do at the offensive line. Just, just draft everybody, you know. <laughs> Broken clocks and blind squirrels. Uh, get you a, one of those basketball players that haven't played football in a few years. Just, you know, splurge a little bit. Just throw out a high safety net. I put it that way. Just, you know, try Try to give as many people as possible the opportunity to play for you <laughs> right now. Yeah. <laughs> you might be better off getting somebody out of the stands to block than some of these guys. They line up. <laughs> well, they lost another one of their starters, too. It sounds like, like John Greco has list, had to have list front. Right. So, and just, no, he. it's not like he was exactly setting the world on fire. Exactly. So you can, I mean, if you're backing up, a replacement level interior lineman already. Whew, man, that's uh, that's gonna be rough. But you know, we'll move on. It's uh, what do you think about this uh, Packers Seahawks game? That looks like it could be a pretty interesting little one. You know, so so here's the thing about at this point of the season, we usually know you know what most teams are. Yeah, uh, but. Earl Thomas being out for the rest of the season for the Seahawks, I'm not sure we can really comprehend how big of a loss that is for them. Yeah. But he does so many mm-hmm. things for them that just 
nobody else is going to be able to do. Nobody else has the kind of speed and closing speed that he has and anticipation and just the ability to make some plays all over the field. Yeah. And so if nobody's there to make that play, now, you know, maybe it's a, a run for five yards. Maybe now it's a run for 20 yards. Yeah. So um, I have to kind of see how they're going to deal with this having him out for a full game and having him out for the rest of the season going forward. Um, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards, you know, them kind of hitting a little bit of slump until they kind of figure it out and, you know, how they're going to play around Earl Thomas not being back there. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think I went with Green. But yeah, I went with Green. Baby. Yeah. Well, and that's a tough – I mean, that's a tough person to be without when you're going up against Aaron Rodgers of the Packers because for all the Packers' problems this year – Aaron Rodgers is still putting up some pretty good numbers. Right. And if he has a, if he can find a weak link on your team, he is going to exploit it. Yeah. So they went from being one of the most uh, feared secondaries to now you might have somebody back there that's suspect. So, like I said, I mean, we, we can't really even comprehend just yet, you know, how big of a deal this is going to be. I know you got back Michael Bennett last week. We should help with their pass rush, but yeah, I, I'm 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 not sure. I have to see how this defense plays without Earl Thomas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just it's just one of those it's just one of those injuries. That's I mean, he's such a singular player. I mean, it's not like you can you know you slide over a guard and you slide over a tackle into the guard spot or something like that. I mean, that's a tough tough guy, if not downright impossible to replace. One of a kind. I feel, I hope he doesn't retire because, man, I tell you, I mean, I wouldn't blame him if he did, but I hope he doesn't retire because he's one, I, I love watching him play, you know? Yeah, I think he was probably just a little emotional. Yeah. You know? But they say, you know, he's a different kind of cat anyway. Yeah. Uh, March to the beat of his own drummer. So who <laughs> knows? Uh, I'm not sure that that's the kind of injury that, you know, a lot of people will retire after, but, yeah. You know, if he feels like it's his time, then I just hope he's at peace with it. But I have a feeling we'll see him back on the football field. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So he, he is an interesting cat. Um, that time they went to the, when they beat the Broncos in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and uh, there was the one in New York or New Jersey at the, where, you know, at MetLife or whatever. And uh, Godfrey was there from SB Nation. Stephen Godfrey was there and ran into Earl Thomas's dad in the locker room or in the hallway outside the locker room, and like, like, dressed out rural Texas, dressed up man, smoking fucking Marlboro Reds out there. There you go. It's pretty fascinating stuff. But yeah, and an interesting guy to talk to by all accounts too. So. Anyway, that's uh yeah that'll be good. And the Packers are playing with some desperation here. I mean they've got, I mean their playoff hopes aren't dead. So I mean you know when your back's against the wall, you're you can be a little bit different animal. Oh yeah, and, and you know that that the Aaron Rodgers wants to get this get this thing turned around and, and kind of throw it back in his critics' face. Everybody's kind of uh, dumping on him now, and we even got people. Going back to uh, blaming his girlfriend for <laughs> for his problems <laughs> on the football field, and um, but this this would be the perfect opportunity to kind of get back on track. You know, like I said, you're, you're facing a defense that 
is historically really, really good, but they're missing they're missing one of their big components. You know, this could be another one of those breakout games for Aaron Rodgers this year that kind of reminds everybody just how good he can play. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, they didn't put up a lot of points last week against Houston, but, I mean, only 21. But still, I mean, Aaron Rodgers played a pretty good game, and his – I said – He's on pace right now, and I know this is just sort of fantasy stat, so it's not an all-encompassing thing. But like, he's on pace touchdown-wise and um, yardage-wise, and and interception rate. His interception rate is pretty close to his MVP season for 2014. Yeah, but it's it's been kind of one of those feast of famine type. Deals. Yeah, that, that's the thing about it. His numbers. Are, are pretty good, but like, you know, they swing wildly from one yeah. game to the next. So that that's the part that's been very disconcerting because his bad games look like, you know, pretty much the worst we've seen him in a long yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. It's that time of year where they're all the all the games are kind of heating up and uh it's uh there's a lot more on the line. Uh, the Dallas Giants ones, the Sunday night game, and it looks like we all well. There's one dissenter that picked the Giants to win that game. I, I, I just Who don't know that? about that. That was Joel. Yeah, I think Joel is just trying to catch up. I think so too. <laughs> he's, he's still on my heels. So. <laughs> I, I mean, he was leading the whole season basically, and then you know, I just looked up and all of a sudden I overtook him. So now I got to worry about him for the rest of the time. Well, he is because <laughs> he yeah. picked Cleveland too. So, hey, you never know. Those, those kind of upsets <laughs> can really pay off. You know what I mean? So, That's, I mean, the Giants are at home. There's a yeah. chance they can win. I, I just kind of feel like with with JPP out and the way he had been playing so well lately, mm-hmm. and they already have been kind of complaining about their pass rush uh, this year. I, I just, you know. I'm not sure that they can mount enough of a rush to to give the, the Cowboys enough problems on offense where they can win that game. But you never know. You know, like I said, it's a, it's a home game for the Giants, so I'm kind of hoping they don't because I don't want to be stressed the last few weeks of the season <laughs> battling out right to the end uh, with these picks. It's just like last year with Danny, but, but so be it. <laughs> and then, you know, and then we talked about the one pick I talked myself out of, you know. Oh. So we'll see. Because I, I think he might have I, – I can't remember who he picked on that one, so. It's – everyone – well, yeah, Joel went with Minnesota on that one too. Yeah. But see, that, that's the one that I could be looking like a genius. And, you know, I get up on him. <laughs> If I'm right, but I, I can't do it. I, I have zero trust in the Jaguars. I, I just can't do it. After, after watching last week, no. I, I, yeah, I just don't think they're going to do it, man. It's it's looking. I, I almost thought they were tanking last week. I'm not. I'm not very sure that they weren't. They had like a third and ten in the fourth quarter, only down like seven points, and ran like a draw. Yeah. And, and and okay, that might have made sense. You get five yards, and then you set up a fourth to five. They didn't go for it; they punted. And then the next uh, series, they didn't punt either. And it was almost like they were like, "Well, we're just gonna wait around just long enough for Blake Borders to blow the game for us again, 
And then, of course, Blake Borders blew the game for them again. Because he, Von uh, Miller pushes a guy right back into his lap. He fumbles the football. Game over. But, like, you really, I mean, why would you, you have nothing, you have no reason not to just let it all hang out. You know, I mean, I know. Really, you're the head coach. You know you're not going to be there next year, man. Just, I would have went for for like every fourth fourth down in the second half. I would, I mean, why not? <laughs> They, they. I mean, really, you gonna punt this football? Really? So yeah, I, I can't. You know, I kind of. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be so mad if they pull out this upset of Minnesota, because I think they could do it, but I just don't trust them. I mean, how can how can you trust them at this point? And yeah, and why would you trust them? I mean, like everybody's been talking about, like the Jets just look like like the Jets in that Monday night game just look like a team that's just like has given up on the season, and like you see. I mean, I hate to make those cast those aspersions because I'm not on that sideline. I'm not in that locker room. I don't know any. I don't know shit about that. But it's just like you <laughs> you watch that product on the field, and you're like, how? Can, it just like there's no way this team could be this bad. It was like they forgot to get off the bus or something. Oh, I don't God. know. But they were just like, I mean, they, they were so lackadaisical about everything. They they started playing a little better, I think, as the game went on. But, um, yeah, the Jets just looked like they were asleep at the wheel. It was rough. It was rough. That was – I mean, that, that – that wheels came – I mean, the wheels came off in Jacksonville at the beginning of the season. But, man, that – the Jets, that's just – that's a terrible look. And that the quarterback shit that they've gone through this year, and now after all that big to do about Ryan Fitzpatrick, and they get him for twelve million bucks, and he's just a disaster. So what I don't understand is, um, Todd Bowles said after the game that no matter how Fitzpatrick had played, they were going to go with the backup quarterback the last four weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, then why don't you just go ahead and start the other guy yeah. this week, too? Like, I, I still haven't got a good answer on that. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. If if you knew you were going to move on from Fitzpatrick, why wait another week? Yeah. Wouldn't you want five weeks of, of evaluation of Petty instead of just four? Yeah. So that, that's just kind of nothing about the way the season is ending for the Jets. Um, gives me the impression that Todd Bowles will be back, but we'll see. Yeah, there's always one. There's always one or two coaching moves that's kind of a, a shocker at the end of the year, and that could be one of them. I mean, it could be one of them if he sticks around there because it just like that team looks terrible. Yeah, look, I, I thought they had a real good season last year, and I thought things were looking up, but the way this season has gone, just period from the off season, like you said, just the whole pursuit. Of Fitzpatrick and and the fact that they went all that through all that for nothing anyway, yeah. Just just to see him predictably fail the way a lot of people were were saying he would, yeah. Nothing, <laughs> nothing has gone well for them, and, and he he hasn't necessarily risen to the occasion either. It's not like he's found a way to win in spite of um, some of these shortcomings. Yeah, and I know he's had some injuries that they've dealt with and all that, but just you know, you can't have that kind of performance the way they did, the way they just didn't look into the game initially, at least. Mm-hmm. You just when, when the season is going the way it's going, you can't have that at the end of the year, you know. 
<laughs> just can't. Oh, yeah. And I woke up that Tuesday morning. I looked at my timeline and all like the New York tabloid people were just like, woo. They were all in on the Jets and Bulls and everybody that wore that uniform, man. <laughs> oh, that's, I haven't seen him go that hard all year on the Jets. Yeah, I think there was definitely some calls for 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 firing Todd Bowles like immediately, not even wait season uh, in. So yeah, I mean that that performance pissed a lot of people off. <laughs> As you know, performances like that tend to do. So all right, speaking of the Jaguars, I, here's I can't like think about this for a second, and not to spend too much time putting people to sleep with the AFC South talk, but. Like you got the Texans, the Colts, and the Titans all tied at six and six. Now, for various <laughs> reasons, you know, I think is uh, is it the Texans are the Texans right now are technically first place because of like division record and stuff, so tiebreakers and such. But now Houston and Indiana, Indianapolis played this weekend. Tennessee hosts Denver in. Like, that division's still wide open. And I don't, like, I like I told somebody this morning, like, I kind of hope, like, I mean, if I had to pick a team, I would pick Tennessee, not because I necessarily think they're going to do it, but just like, hey, at least they're a little more entertaining to watch than the rest of those teams. <laughs> Exotic smash, man. <laughs> Exotic smash. Still don't know what it is, but. <laughs> right. Well, whatever. It's, it's kind of sort of working, so. Yeah. But I mean, at least he seems to be letting Mariota throw the ball and not just like, no, we're going to run it. I don't care how talented of a quarterback you are. I'm going to I'm going to run it up the gut every time. <laughs> but I don't know. That could be interesting because I don't know. Like it looks like everybody kind of. I mean, Indianapolis is the overwhelming favorite. We had one person pick the Texans. I just don't feel good about the Texans. Osweiler looks terrible. They don't have Watt. I mean. Is I, was Clowney hurt last week, or was he just kind of ineffective because they really just shut him down? No, nah, he, he he didn't play last week. Okay, he that's right. So um, he's been having like a wrist and an elbow issue. He fell on it that arm like a few weeks back, so he's been wearing this huge brace on his elbow and stuff. And I guess finally he just couldn't take it, so. Um, but they definitely missed him having him in the lineup. He just he's one of those guys that you have to account for. Yeah. He's still very raw. He still needs to work on his technique some, but just his explosiveness and stuff, you know, he's in the backfield a lot. And so that they didn't really have that last week. They're, I think it looks like he's gonna play this week though. So Yeah. Um and it, you know, I, I kind of feel like at this point Bill O'Brien doesn't trust Brock Osweiler at all. Yeah. So uh, he's coaching around him. Yeah. You know, emphasizing running game a lot, giving him a lot of easy throws to the tight end uh, for Dorwich. Um, but you can't hide your quarterback. Uh, even, if, you know, if some kind of way they find a way to win the division, I mean, you're going to get exposed in the playoffs. You just can't hide a guy oh, like yeah. this. So, um, you know, it, It'll be interesting to see how much longer this whole Brock Osweiler experiment goes on. I think there's a chance that he could get better in his second year in this offense. Um, but he's got, you know, 
he he's got to step up big time. And people are always going going to associate him with his contract, so it won't be just it won't be good enough for him to just play a little bit better. They're going to want him to be in the top ten, top fifteen quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't looked like anything like a top fifteen quarterback this year. Yeah. Well, and they're going to have to, I mean, in the offseason, they're going to have to bring in a legitimate back, not a backup quarterback, but like a backup plan for Osweiler. Right. And, you know, but the, the, the hard thing about that is when you do have a guy that's making as much as he's making, then it's harder to, to fit in a guy who maybe could legitimately fight him for the job. Mm-hmm. Now, what they could do is maybe draft a kid pretty high, second round or something like that. Um, to, you know, kind of be in waiting the way Brock Eiswaller was in Denver with, with Peyton for, you know, those years. Um, but something's going to have to give because I just can't see them going through another season of this where you have to coach around the quarterback that you're paying that, that much money to. <laughs> $72 million. They, I mean, they really staked it. I mean, it's just like... They went all. They put all the chips on the table for him in this offseason. and I mean, I don't have the contract information in front of me, but like, it's not. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, they're they got two years of him, no matter what. So, yeah, I think it's relatively easy to get out of the contract after two years. But yeah, he's gonna be there for at least two. Yeah. So I guess Elway maybe maybe Elway knew what he was doing with that one. No, he didn't. <laughs> he did because he was going to pay him the same it. amount of money. He was, he was going to give him close to the same amount of money. He was basically going to give him as much as he could give him and then fit other guys under the cap. It was Oswala who said no. It wasn't like yeah. Elway was like, nah, uh, we're good. And he, and and Elway was mad about it. Yeah. Remember, it, it wasn't like Elway was like, ah, oh, we just move on. He was bitter about it. Yeah, he so trashed him. I'm not going to ever give him credit for that. Okay, sure. You avoided a situation, but not willingly. You really, really, really wanted to sign that guy and was pissed when he decided to go somewhere else. What was this? He didn't oh, want to be a Bronco. We don't want him. Something right, yeah. Like that. We want people who want to be here. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. You done offered this guy like $16 million a year. Come on now. <laughs> and was mad about it for all, all season. I can't believe he was mad about being benched. Really? <laughs> you can't you can't believe that somebody would be mad about that? Maybe because you never got benched, you never got to understand that. But yeah. yeah, most people could get why somebody would be mad about being benched on the way to a damn Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know, I know everybody Give him all the credit, and he's done a lot of great things since he became an executive in Denver. But you just can't give him credit for that. He's not the one that said no. no. Well, you gotta wonder about his quarterback decision too, because like I mean, and I know it's only two starts, and you can't really, you know, write the book on the guy with two games under his belt. But man, Paxton Lynch hadn't looked very good either, and that was a first round pick. Paxton Lynch hasn't looked good. Um, The Simeon's kid has only looked okay. He's looked better than we thought he would. Yeah. not like he's lighting it up. If you have a little bit better quarterback in Denver, I mean, they're running away with this thing. Yeah. Wait, their defense has still been playing and stuff. Von Miller, 12 and a half sacks. I think, I think he got another one on Sunday. 
which would have given him like 13 and a half. Mm -hmm. So, you know, while people patting uh, John Elway on the back, let's not forget that with a little bit better quarterback play, they're probably doing a lot better right now. You know, whether that maybe it didn't have to be Osweiler, but it didn't have to be Trevor Simeon either. Yeah, I don't think. Well, yeah, I mean, because you look at it, I mean, they've lost. There's one, two. I mean, you know, there's two more. You know, there's two wins that are decided by a touchdown or less, or two losses that were decided by a touchdown or less. You put a different quarterback in the mix, you could be looking at, uh, you know, ten wins or so now too. Exactly, and and, if, and that's going to make a huge difference if they if they. You know, home field advantage with Denver is much different from home field advantage anywhere else because of the altitude, yeah. cold, and all that. So, and the crowd. But, you know. And there's no guarantee they'll even make it this year. Right. So, you know, and, and good for Trevor Simmons. He has played better than I thought he would, mm-hmm. for sure. But let's not, you know, act like, you know, this, this is a guy who – any of us think can lead them deep into the playoffs. And yeah. they still have a nucleus around uh, Trevor Simeon that, that should have been able to. Yeah. Just a little bit better quarterback play. Yeah. So, yeah, because uh, I But still... like you said, Patrick Lynch is not the answer. That was another thing. Like, when I look back and, and watched uh, them play Jacksonville, you know, I thought Jacksonville played really well on defense. <clears throat> kind of turns out you know, Paxton Lynch was terrible. Yeah. So he helped them quite a bit in my estimation. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and he's a rookie, so you kind of expect that, you know, you, you can't just go overboard. But, um, yeah, he's a first-round pick. It hasn't looked all that great either. Yeah, exactly. And that's a, that's, an, that's a big investment for a quarterback. I mean, I know he was the 26th pick, so it's not like, you know, they traded up to get him or anything like that. But it's still – or traded up to the first spot to get him or anything like that. But that's still, uh, you know, that's a first-round pick. I mean, that could have been uh, that, that could have been a lot of other options to go there. But it's, uh, could have been Jack Prescott. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. What the heck is going on? It looks like Brandon Marshall got some – racist note handed to him here what i just i somebody just like pinged me with this like instagram post he had i wonder if that's coming on the heels of what happened with the 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 giants Giants yeah 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 Yeah. it's some racist ass note somebody sent him i'm not even gonna do the honors of repeating what it says just you know it's bullshit stuff jesus man i can see it i can see it you know people are getting a lot more bold especially Mm -hmm. when they can do it anonymously you know yeah exactly it's a letter somebody wrote him at work yeah so jesus christ i mean like the jets may be bad but there's no need for that kind of bullshit Um, oh boy. Um, let's see. 
What else is going on this week? The Baltimore, you think Baltimore has, and nobody picked Baltimore to win on Monday night. And I, I think that makes about as much sense as any, but you kind of wonder, I mean, maybe they have a chance where they have well, a chance Baltimore's in the sense of. Their defense playing good enough where you got to feel like they do have a chance. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's in New England. You know, if it had been in Baltimore, I'd have seriously considered uh, with Gronk out, we know for the rest of the year now. Um, and Martellus Bennett hasn't been 100% for a while. I think he's got an ankle. Um, yeah, I, I, I would give them a fighting chance at home. It's just, I don't see anybody beating New England at home. Mm, that's going to oh, be tough. Just, you know, it's going to be tough for New England. So. Losing Gronk is going to be tough for New England. I mean, I think they'll be – I mean, I think they can still have – they have as good of a shot as anybody in the AFC. But that definitely changes the, the mix of that team, not to have Gronk, you know. It does because, you know, everything – kind of goes downhill. Like, you still have Martellius Bennett, but now you don't have the Martellius Bennett for Martellius Bennett, basically. Like, you don't have that second guy who can also scare you. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to, you know, worry about um, different coverages and stuff. They won't be able to, to use their two tight end set nearly as effectively as they could with Gronk and Bennett in there at the same time. And so, you know, you still have plenty of other options. Don't get me wrong, but you don't have that guy that that forces teams to adjust. Like they, you know, Grunt is such a matchup nightmare. He have you scared to be in base defense sometimes, even though he's a really good blocking tight end. Now yeah. you kind of go with that a little bit more, especially since, like I said, that second guy, the second tight end, won't be nearly as intimidating as Martellus Bennett. So. Um, now, having said that, it just seems like the Patriots find a way mm-hmm. to, to get around it, you know, on offense. So, you know, I, I could see somebody else stepping up. Um, you know, James White has played well this year. The other scat back came back recently. I can't remember his name. Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis can maybe have a, a bigger impact. And we know LeGarrette Blunt is really doing <laughs> doing the lowest work in the red zone, you know, <laughs> scoring all those touchdowns. Um, but I, I just, I'm telling you, it, that could be that slight edge that makes them a little bit more vulnerable, not having Gronk in there anymore. It's just, you know, when you play a good defense like the Ravens, uh, you know, I think that they're going to make life a lot harder on, on New England without Gronk. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, going back and look, uh, I was starting to bring this up before the <clears throat> Marshall thing got dropped in, but the, I mean, you know, with the Broncos kind of on the edge on the wild card there, you've got Pittsburgh and Miami that are right there, one game behind them too. That could still, I and mean, Pittsburgh's kind of an interesting team to watch. They seem like they could maybe sort of get it together. And who do they play this week? Uh, Buffalo. They're at Buffalo this week. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I never really... I, I, Pittsburgh's kind of one of those teams I know what I'd to expect, but I never totally know what to what I'm going to get either. <laughs> right. Um, 
Well, I, I think that things are kind of. I, I think they're kind of settling down. You know, they got Ladarius Green finally into yes. the line. Um, they already had Antonio Brown, and then um, the running back came back a couple weeks back. So that offense, I think now, is starting to stabilize and starting to be what we can expect from week to week. And once that happens and you have a healthy or relatively healthy Roethlisberger, then they can pretty much beat anybody. Yeah. That's what we were saying before the season started. Uh, then Ladarius Green had this mis- mysterious injury or whatever and just, you know, wasn't ever in the lineup when half the, the year um, without him. But now I think they have a chance to be very intimidating because, you know, Ladarius Green is still fast. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's slowly but surely starting to make his mark and be that, that guy kind of down the seams that the teams have to respect. And it's only going to open things up underneath for for Antonio Brown. So um, I'm, I'm kind of very interested to see how they get this thing going before the playoffs start. I think they can kind of get on a run and, and, and get in the playoffs. And if they get in the playoffs, then, hey, anybody can win it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's just not – I mean, is there – I mean, I guess the Cowboys in the NFC, in the AFC, in the Patriots – to a lesser extent, but there's not just any one team you feel like is, oh man, they're just going to run away with it. You know what I mean? Like you go back Seahawks a couple of years ago, the Broncos a couple of years ago. It's just, there doesn't seem to be that one team this year. Well, I think the, the Seahawks is kind of leading in that way. And then they had some injuries. They lost to Tampa Bay yeah. here and then you lose Earl Thomas. And now you, you just don't know. Uh, I think, the more Dallas keeps winning, the more they start looking like that. I, mm-hmm. I think just we're, we're conditioned to not believe in the Cowboys. Even, <laughs> even a long time Cowboys fan like me, it's just like, okay, when are they going to come crashing back down to earth? So y'all play too much. Um, but with the, you know, with each week and them continuing to find a way to win against some pretty good teams, you know, you start to get a little bit more confidence that, Maybe they are for real. Yeah. So, you know, if they if they can keep this thing going and, and you know, without any major injuries and then make it into the playoffs, look, I, I kind of feel like they could beat anybody too. I think so too. I mean, you know, they've kind of come through their toughest games this year and come out of it in a pretty convincing way. So it's a uh... – I mean, there's there's nothing to deflate that bubble now. Did you see it? This just happened not too long ago. Somebody sent it to me. All right. Now, I think everything – I think we're pretty well conditioned. You take everything Jerry Jones says with a, uh, a grain of salt, maybe a tablespoon of salt if you are, are a healthy enough skeptic when it comes to Jerry Jones. But here he is with this – I think Romo's going to – this is a quote. I think Romo is going to get his opportunity. I don't want it to happen, but I think he may get his opportunity to get us to a Super Bowl. Well, it's a mixed bag when I think about it. That means you don't have Dak out there, but it means what a story. One for the ages if he'd step in there and this year help us win a Super Bowl on the field with his skill. <laughs> I mean, I get it. It's a pretty harmless quote most for the most part, but... <sighs> It's a uh, it's yet another one for the the big Jerry Jones lexicon. Jerry Jones is about promotion. <laughs> he, oh, yeah. he, is, he is you know you know PT Barnum. He's just talking about how many tickets they could sell. Oh yeah, and how many would tune in, and he knows it would be off the charts. 
if that were to happen. So he's right in that regard, but I, I don't think that he's really thinking it's going to happen. He's just like, oh, my God, look at how much money I can make <laughs> if it were to go down exactly like that. So but I imagine probably people around the Cowboys were cringing when they heard that quote. <laughs> yeah, I always feel like there should be a secret cam on Jason Garrett or something every time he reads the Jerry Man. Jones quotes in the Ooh. press. <laughs> I think my favorite one was still the I'm lower than a crippled cricket's ass. <laughs> and I guess that was when Romo got hurt last year. Yeah. <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that that's that's some Arkansas quotes right there. <laughs> Arkansas as fuck. Well, let's see. I, that's, I think we've, we've covered the big ones this week. Uh, like I say, we're heading into the stretch run here. we got got uh, the, the holidays were nice enough to fall on a Sunday this year. So we've got um, a Christmas weekend filled with all kinds of games to unwrap. So uh, I, think it'll be, uh, I, think, I think we're in for a pretty decent December, Stephen. And by God, after the way this year's gone, I think we are entitled to it. Yeah, I'm I'm even scared to think hopefully that way, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, when 16 is gone, you know, something crazy will happen. And I don't even want to think like this. So, well, uh, yeah. I, I'm just, oh, I'm going to, you know, cross my fingers and, and <laughs> give me a lucky rabbit foot. Hopefully, you, you know, things are kind of remarkably calm for surely, once to be. Surely. Now, now, I tell you one disruptive scenario to watch out for. Because it could happen. Mathematically, it is possible that the Bears could come out on top of an eight-way tie of seven and nine teams <laughs> and make it to the playoffs this year. It's now, the Jeff Fisher Armageddon scenario. For real, I was about to say, now, that's a knockout for seven and nine bullshit right there. <laughs> but hey, who knows? Seven and nine bullshit. I, oh, I, I'm, I'm looking for, we'll have our... Uh, we're only a few weeks away from our, uh, you know, we'll, we'll recap all the Black Monday doings. And, it, like, if I just warning everybody right now, it could be, like, 45 minutes of me hooting and hollering, depending on That'll be some amazing video right there. You might have to do that Facebook Live. Yeah, I was going to say that might be some Facebook Live stuff right there, man. <laughs> 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 oh hell's bells all right steven it's been a good week um enjoy the games we'll talk again next week how's that sound sounds great